Welcome to this Walnut Wednesday edition of the My Ag Life Daily News Report. I'm your host, Lori Boyer. In addition to our special Walnut Wednesday report, we'll bring you a look at national and regional agricultural news here on the show today. And I'll start things off with a look at regional agricultural news right after this. Sponsored by the California Walnut Board and Commission. Supporting the industry with on-farm innovation through production research, advocacy for government programs, and driving consumer demand. Doing more together. The California Department of Food and Agriculture's Pest Exclusion Branch is announcing six vacancies on the Nursery Advisory Board. The board is composed of 12 voting members, each representing an establishment with a valid California license to sell nursery stock. No two members shall represent the same organization. Members will represent a wide spectrum of the nursery industry, and the board will be geographically representative of the nursery industry in California. The term of the office for board members is four years. Members typically meet twice per year, but can meet more frequently if needed. The members receive no compensation, but are entitled to payment of necessary traveling expenses in accordance with the rules of the California Department of Human Resources. In addition, the board includes up to nine non-voting ex-officio members from the County Agricultural Commissioner and Sealers Association, the University of California, and groups affiliated with the nursery industry. The mission of the Nursery Advisory Board is to grow and maintain a strong relationship between CDFA and the nursery industry to secure the industry's future. The board facilitates communication between state and federal regulators and the nursery industry, and it advises CDFA's nursery services program on policies, fees, and other issues concerning nurseries and nursery stock. Individuals interested in being considered for this board appointment should send a brief resume to the CDFA by January 15th. The Peterson family is pleased to announce the addition of Fresh Innovations California LLC to the Peterson Farms family of companies. Fresh Innovations California, located in Stockton, California, specializes in organic and conventional fresh-cut apple slices under the brand Prize Slice, supplying schools and retail throughout the United States. The addition of Fresh Innovations California LLC to the Peterson Farms family of companies allows strategic expansion of fresh-cut processing capabilities to customers on the West Coast. With this addition and the existing fresh-cut apple slices facilities of Peterson Farms Fresh LLC in Shelby, Michigan, and Appealing Fruit Holdings LLC in Dauberville, Pennsylvania. This allows Peterson Farms to have a presence in the three main regions for fresh-cut apple slice distribution to schools throughout the United States. Fresh Innovations California LLC will join the current family of companies, which includes Peterson Farms Incorporated, Peterson Farms Fresh Incorporated, Appealing Fruit Holdings LLC, Lakewood Organic LLC, Oceana County Freezer Storage Incorporated and Oceana Acres LLC. It's a classic case of supply and demand in the celery market. Prices have been on the rise in December as crops transition and supplies struggle to keep up with consumer demand. Mark on Cooperative released a crop update recently that projected higher prices and strong demand through December. USDA reported prices of $40 to $50 per carton of 18s, which is up from $28 to $35 per carton at the start of December. Mark on said the Salinas, California season is nearly finished, and although production is going on in Oxnard, California, some disease pressure is reducing yields. Santa Maria produces supplies year-round, but the Arizona and California desert production has not started yet. Supplies are projected to start shipping now through the end of the month. 
Grub Market has announced it has been selected as one of the 50 best workplaces for 2022 by the Silicon Review, a business magazine and trusted source of news and information for global business leaders, decision makers, and professionals. Grub Market was recognized for its unique and collaborative culture and the supportive community-driven environment that it has built for its employees. This year, in the face of mass layoffs in the tech sector, Grub Market has been rapidly expanding its team, bringing on new team members across all key departments. Founded in 2014, Grub Market is a San Francisco-based food technology company operating in the space of food supply chain e-commerce for both business customers and consumers, as well as providing related software as a service solutions to digitally transform the American and global food supply chain. Costco Shipping Lines has withdrawn its Express China Canada U.S. intermodal service that was launched in October of 2021 as carriers continue to term capacity to respond to falling demand. Container News was informed that Sen Express service had its last sailing from China when it arrived at Prince Rupert in Canada on November 29th. The ships have since been redeployed to Costco's Pacific Northwest services. At the time it was launched, Sen Express was marketed as an alternative way for shippers to move boxes from China to the U.S. West Coast. At the time, the lane was suffering unprecedented congestion due to COVID-19 restrictions. Since then, however, the situation has reversed as global economic uncertainties and inflation affects consumption. Do you know the nutrient use efficiency people? Yes, I'm talking about the folks at Verdesian Life Sciences that deliver crop insights and solutions so California crops grow to their full potential. From micros with a proprietary delivery system to solutions that help improve the uptake and assimilation of applied nutrients. Visit VLSCI.com to learn more about Verdesian solutions or to connect with a local representative right here in California. There's giant potential sleeping in your soil. Under drought conditions, it's never been more important to wake it up. Phycoterra, a superior soil microbial food, activates the native microbes responsible for your soil's health and water holding capacity. Adding Phycoterra to your crop increases water retention up to 10% and optimizes crop nutrient availability. Plus, it delivers excellent mixability and application flexibility, making it easy to add to your existing crop input strategy. Visit Phycoterra.com to learn how you can wake up your soil's giant potential with Phycoterra. Rabo Researcher Senior Analyst David Magana spoke on the state of walnuts amongst other tree nut crops to attending growers, consultants, and ag professionals at last month's California Tree Nut Conference. He addressed competition and its relevancy to United States production. On the left panel, you see the walnut global production, and you see that China, the, 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 the virus in orange, it's been the largest uh, producer of walnuts. That is no surprise. But what has come to more like a surprise is how fast their production has been increasing over the past few years. And now, even in 22, uh, 23 season, uh, a significant increase in Chinese production. What has come more like a, a surprise in the walnut industry is what you see on the, le- on the right side panel, where China has become a net exporter of walnuts, and also uh, the U.S. walnuts are facing increased competition from Chilean walnuts, right? So now you see that wa- total global walnut exports have continued to set records for the past decade. However, when you see U.S. exports, has been kind of flat. 
So you see like more competition in international markets coming from China and also from Chile in the counter season, right? And uh, some of those are the same markets, particularly grown, uh, markets with some potential such as India and also uh, Germany and other European um, uh, markets. Magania said USDA is expecting global walnut imports to reach a new level during this marketing season. However, most of that growth will come from uh, exports coming from China and Europe. And as you see, uh, 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 the EU will continue to be the main market for this. So given that, we, uh, given the lack of incentives to either plant a lot of more walnuts or even to pull out the orchards that are already in place, we see that the U.S. bearing acreage is likely to stabilize in the next few years. Uh, uh, here, obviously, we cannot predict uh, the, the weather and the prices for sure, so that's why I'm providing here a probabilistic um, estimate where the line in the middle is our average estimate, setting pretty much like the bearing acreage will be around 400,000 acres in the next few years. Magania also discussed the production report for walnuts that him and his team recently put out, as well as USDA's pricing report for walnuts. We were expecting, on average, something uh, very similar, the size of crop this 2022 year compared to 2021. And uh, uh, the, the industry was expecting a bumper crop uh, earlier this year. However, uh, uh, now the objective estimate is uh, something very close to what it was last year. Moreover, there were some significant impacts due to the heat wave, particularly on quality. In terms of prices for walnuts, USDA published the, the, the prices for tw the 21-22 marketing season, and it came out at uh, 77 uh, cents per pound for Inchel. This is blended price, uh, and uh, up from the previous from the previous um, uh, price, uh, but. Um, uh, what we've been seeing over the past few uh, weeks, these are um Almond walnut price uh, assessments by a private company, and uh, we've seen a significant uh, some pressure on the downside. And as you see over the past few weeks, this uh, impact on quality is being reflected on on lower prices. So, if you believe that price, if you're observing uh, better, if you observe better prices in the uh, in the 21-22 marketing season uh, compared to the previous season, that is something that we uh, expected from uh, uh, this year. So going forward, we uh, hopefully we get prices uh, around uh, 80, 80 cents uh, per pound in shell. That's our estimate. However, obviously there are some pressures during the next, uh, the next uh, uh, um, marketing season, particularly on inflation, the very strong dollar, and some factors that could be impacting global demand. You're listening to My Ag Life. I'm Taylor Chalstrom. Sponsored by the California Walnut Board and Commission. Supporting the industry with on-farm innovation through production research, advocacy for government programs, and driving consumer demand. Doing more together. 
The ethanol, ag, and oil industries are pushing for last-minute year-round E-15 legislation before the lame-duck Congress ends. Bipartisan House and Senate bills are winning support from a broad coalition of more than 250 farm, ethanol, oil industry, and fuel retailer groups who have urged the Senate to approve year-round E-15 sales. Renewable Fuels Association head Jeff Cooper says nationwide rules answer a key concern of the American Petroleum Institute. Because it creates consistency and certainty in the marketplace, it sort of gets us out of this situation where every summer we're you know, looking for an emergency waiver or some kind of ad hoc fix to allow E15 to be sold in the summertime. A House companion bill would also harmonize volatility rules for ethanol blended fuels. It would extend the volatility waiver that E10 gets today. It would extend that to all blends of uh, ethanol. In conjunction with that, the legislation would uh, supersede or sort of nullify the petition that eight governors uh, submitted to EPA back in April that would allow their state to do year-round E15 using a different regulatory provision. And the bills would help meet EPA proposals for 15 billion gallons or so of conventional ethanol use, which is not possible with E10 alone. So in order to, to, to reach these volumes that are being required or proposed by EPA, it's really going to stimulate the marketplace to rapidly expand its offerings of, of E15. A recent survey found one out of every five fuel retailers plans to offer E15 next year. Over 2,800 fuel stations now carry E15. Late last week, USDA released a new round of crop forecasts that shows a larger-than-expected cotton crop and slightly lower price prospects for several crops. USDA Ag News reporter Gary Crawford. A mostly bearish to flat round of crop reports Friday from USDA. The only new row crop production forecast of any consequence was for cotton. That new cotton forecast showing a larger crop than industry analysts had expected at 14.2 million bales, 2% more than was being forecast a month ago, still 19% below last year's crop. The increase in production coming from a 13-pound-an-acre boost in average yields now estimated at 868 pounds an acre. That's up 49 pounds from last year's crop, despite a bigger-than-expected crop, though. No change to USDA's average price forecast. That still stands at 85 cents a pound. That would be about six and a half cents below last season's average. USDA analysts did note for some crops a fairly sluggish fall export pace, so they took a dime off their average price forecasts for corn and wheat, 90 cents a hundred weight off the expected all-rice price. Nonetheless, besides cotton, the price prospects in the marketing year for most crops higher than last season. Gary Crawford for the U.S. Department of Agriculture. The Farm Credit Administration received a quarterly report on economic issues affecting U.S. agriculture and an update on the performance of the farm credit system. Inflation and rising interest rates continue to be major economic issues despite a recent slowdown in inflation. Consumer reaction to inflation, higher interest rates, and the labor market will be key drivers for the economy in 2023. Input costs will be important for farmers next year. Volatility in the price of natural gas will continue to be passed on through fertilizer prices. Supply chain difficulties persist with agriculture equipment, leading to high prices and long waits for new equipment and replacement parts. Through the first nine months of 2022, the farm credit system reported favorable financial results, including continued loan growth, increased earnings, and robust capital levels despite some incline in the system's capital-to-asset ratio. Portfolios remain strong despite challenging operating conditions in certain sectors and regions.
The Farm Workforce Modernization Act awaits Senate action during the lame duck session, and it is the closest meaningful immigration reform that has come to the finish line in years. Farm News reporter Michael Clements. Research by David Beer, Cato Institute, Associate Director of Immigration Studies, shows farmers would save billions over the next few years if the Senate passes the legislation. The Farm Workforce Modernization Act would reduce labor costs for H-2A farms by about a billion dollars in the first year and about $1.8 billion in the second year, with even greater savings in the years to follow. Obviously, these savings would result in vastly greater productivity activity of those farms because they would be able to hire a lot more H-2A workers, and that's going to result in a lot more productivity on those farms. Procedural changes by the Department of Labor regarding how it allows states to estimate prevailing wage for H-2A farm workers will result in more prevailing wage surveys. Those surveys aren't happening right now because they have strict statistical requirements that the Department of Labor will remove, forcing the cost of labor to go even higher. And in some cases, you're going to have a margin of error for these surveys up to 18%. So very faulty surveys are going to be coming our way and we're going to see a lot more wage variability. We're going to see a lot more wage increases because the prevailing wage can only increase the wage required of uh, these H-2A farms. It cannot decrease. Meanwhile, food prices are already inflated and without a fix for farm labor, Beer says prices will continue to increase. Food prices increased 11% from last September to this September. And that's in part a consequence of the supply chain issues and the other issues in the food sector. But it's also a consequence of the labor costs and the labor shortage that farmers are facing. These higher wage requirements in the H-2A program, ultimately those wage increases are passed on to consumers who pay higher prices. He encourages farmers and ranchers to urge their senators to come together and support the Farm Workforce Modernization Act. We definitely need to have bipartisan consensus about how to move forward with the H-2A guest worker program. Without that consensus, we're going to continue to see higher prices being imposed through government inaction and the failure to create a modern guest worker program that works for the entire country. And the H-2A program is expanding. H-2A wages may reach more than 29% of all farm labor costs in the United States, compared to less than 1% 10 years ago, increasing the need for the Farm Workforce Modernization Act. And so as this program expands, the importance of legislation uh, to address some of these problems will only increase over time. And more and more farms are resorting to using this H-2A program despite all of the cost problems and regulatory requirements because the labor shortage in the farm sector has just become so severe that they really have no other option. That's David Beard, Cato Institute Associate Director of Immigration Studies. Michael Clements reporting. Bee Hero is the leading almond pollination provider. We deliver measurable and verifiable pollination outcomes for almond growers and turn a previously unquantified fingers crossed gamble into a controllable expenditure. For the first time, growers can know exactly what they are getting for their money during pollination. Bee Hero accurately evaluates your bee's pollination contribution in real time and gives you unprecedented visibility into the progress of bloom. Don't leave pollination to chance. Be sure, be precise, be hero. Call Charlie Phillips, VP of Sales at 559-467-1111.
1-800-926-9699. Be hero, superior bees, superior pollination. JCS Marketing is your number one way to connect with the ag industry. Through print magazines, digital media, podcast, and live and virtual events, JCS Marketing has the reach to inform, educate, and influence growers in the Western United States. Everywhere you go, you see West Coast Nut Magazine on every one of my customers' tables. So that tells you everything. That's, that, it's there, so they're reading it. Our My Ag Life platform includes podcast interviews and digital articles for busy professionals on the go. Our live events, continuing education webinars, and virtual conferences help growers connect with leading researchers and industry leaders. Let JCS Marketing help you connect. That will wrap up today's show. You've been listening to the My Ag Life Daily News Report. I'm Lori Boyer. From all of us here at the JCS Marketing Team, thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.